Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Possible versus probable. Possible versus probable is a a helpful tool that I try to introduce to youth that I work with to help them learn to manage their anxiety. Remember, emotions tell us to do one of three things. Avoid, approach, or attack. Anxiety, which is a form of fear, is an avoidance emotion. Anxiety's main mission is to avoid anything and everything that the more primal part of our brain, known as the amygdala, perceives as a threat. This older, more reactive, instinctual system is the reason that we are here. It is responsible for our survival. That's an important thing to remember. Now, when we encounter a situation that is actually a matter of life and death, this system is essential. And it does a great job in alerting and activating us to avoid. However, this emotional system now detects situations that it perceives, important word there, perceives to be life-threatening. But actually, most of these situations are not so much dangerous as they are uncomfortable. So not so much dangerous in, in terms of physical harm or death, but they are actually situations that will cause some level of emotional discomfort. So it can be looked at as, as sort of more discomfort than dangerous. So the interpretation or perception of the amygdala is incorrect. And the alert and activation of our fight, flight, or freeze is often a result of a false alarm. Another important thing to remember about the amygdala or our threat detection and activation center is that the amygdala and its main response of anxiety also likes to overestimate the likelihood of physical injury or death. All right, to make sense of how the possible versus probable exercise can be helpful to not allow anxiety to make decisions for us, I'm just going to jump in and and try to provide an example. So I'll ask this question. Is it possible that on my drive home tonight, I will die in a car accident? Yes. Yes, it is absolutely possible that I will die on my drive home tonight. However, it is not probable. Definition time. Possible means it can happen. However unlikely, or I should say improbable, it can happen. So that's the definition of possible. Now, probable 
probable means it is likely to happen. That is to say, there's a decent to good chance that it will occur. Anxiety and other forms of fear live in, they focus on, and react to the possibilities of danger. Most important word in there, possibilities. Anxiety has a difficult time deciphering the difference between what is possible versus probable. It doesn't have time for these calculations. It must act, and it must act now. You could think of it as like the, the amygdala, the emotional center of, a, of our brain, has a strict mantra of time is of the essence. But this is where the new part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, can talk some sense into us and not allow anxiety to call the shots. Remember that, that prefrontal cortex, uh, the neocortex, the frontal lobe, that's, that's responsible for rational thinking, logical thinking, weighing the pros and cons, impulse control, empathy, organizing, planning, sustaining effort, regulating mood and behavior, all those executive functions that we always talk about. That's that prefrontal cortex, that piece that makes us human. And remember, that's the part of the brain that is changing the most, or I should say plastic or malleable in adolescence. Okay, the mistake that many of us make when anxiety warns us of possible dangers is that we try to confront or that we, that we try to talk to anxiety by saying to it or saying to ourselves, that is not going to happen. It is impossible. And once you try the impossible argument, anxiety now has you right where it wants you. To get back to my example of dying in a car accident on my drive home tonight. So think about it. So, so I'm leaving the office. And on my walk to my car, I get anxious before getting into my car. Because anxiety has warned me that I could die on my drive home. So when this anxious thought bubbles up, I, I stop and I say, anxiety? That is impossible. This is where anxiety grins a bit, maybe an impish grin, because it knows that it now has me beat in this upcoming debate. Anxiety then says, and here it goes, here's my anxiety voice, which is a, a, a first attempt on this, on this podcast. This is what my anxiety sounds like. Really, Nick? Is it impossible that you will die? On your drive home, really? Did you know one in 103 Americans will die in a car accident? In 2019, an estimated 38,000 people lost their lives to car crashes, which is about 103 deaths per day? Hmm. 103, there's that number again. Coincidence? I don't think so. And may I remind you, Nick, it is currently dark outside. And according to the National Safety Council, you are three times more likely to have a fatal car crash due to night driving. Almost 50% of traffic deaths occur at night. 
And if statistics are not enough, let's get anecdotal then. Let's make things personal. Nick, do you remember that time in fourth grade when your classmate's mom died in a car accident on her way home from work? Remember that? Anxiety will use all of its resources. Facts in the form of stats and or anecdotal experiences to prove to you that it is possible. The important thing to know is that it is usually ineffective to meet anxiety's perilous or perishing predictions with sort of a, nope, that is impossible. You're actually better served by acknowledging the possibility, but responding with an argument or or a focus on probability. It is not probable that I will die on my way home tonight. It is unlikely. Acknowledging the anxiety is important. Remember, what we resist persists. And what we so often do is, is by resisting anxiety's claim of possible danger, we actually give it power to continue its argument. Not only continue the argument, but build momentum, build a strong emotional momentum that eventually will make decisions for us. So big picture. By the way, anxiety doesn't like big picture takes. But big picture. If I live in the possibilities of life, I will never leave this office tonight. Or tomorrow. Or ever. If I lived in only the possibilities, the fear possibilities this morning, I would have never come to this office and done this recording. There must be a larger awareness and acceptance that if we allow the negative possibilities of things to drive our behavior, we will never live the lives that we want to live. And an important thing to acknowledge about anxiety is that it doesn't stop. It's a bully. Anxiety has no set perimeters. It's always, 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 always going to expand when we limit our lives by avoiding the possible. It will expand and expand. It is always looking to make your comfort zone smaller and smaller until it has you in bed, under the covers, and the blinds are drawn. And even that, even that, by anxiety can even tell you that in that very situation, in, in beds with the, uh, with the covers up and the blinds drawn, that you are in grave danger. It doesn't stop. So people who are prone to anxiety, and I definitely consider myself a part of this club, we often have great imaginations and creativity, which when directed into a positive direction, are super enjoyable and an incredible gift. However, with this creativity, this way to see the world, with it comes an ability to create or to imagine a plethora of detailed and destructive possibilities. That is the other side of creativity. If you or your child is prone to anxiety, you know the ability you or they have in creating these fantastical fear hypotheticals. 
these wild or these creative hypotheticals can be seen as a result of an unrestrained imagination. I love the quote by Dan Zadra. Worry is a misuse of the imagination. So the next time your child, your adolescent, is arguing about the possibility of a tragic outcome, a truly hellacious hypothetical, maybe don't try to tell them it's impossible. But instead, introduce this idea of possible versus probable. And discuss, discuss it, how living in the negative possibilities in life will limit them and can result in a life that is not lived. At this time, I'd love to uh, uh, share one of my favorite anxious quotes, or quotes about anxiety. It's from Mark Twain. He said this, I am an old man and have known a great many troubles, but most of them have never happened. I love that so much. Thinking about so many of these awful outcomes that we imagine, so many of them never arrive. Okay, but sorry, I, I, I cannot end there. Here is a next level anxiety pro tip, you may say. You can actually really rock anxiety with this one. Okay, the really cool thing is, you can use anxiety's possibility argument against it. Remember, anxiety loves to focus on the possibilities, right? Well, actually, it focuses only on the negative possibilities. A great way to overcome anxiety is to not dismiss the negative, but to focus more on the positive possibilities. Gotcha, anxiety. I'm going to use this whole possible thing against you. For example, your child may think, you know, if I give a presentation in front of my classmates, I could, uh, I don't know, start stuttering, uh, panic, shake, lose my balance, and, and collapse on the floor. While, while on the floor, I might just puke all over myself. Okay, so that's anxiety's hypothetical. While this is highly unlikely, it is possible. So if that's what your child's anxiety is predicting in this upcoming presentation, something they could do is they can meet that hypothetical with a sort of, thank you, anxiety. Thank you for the warning. Yes, that is possible, but it is not probable. Also, I want to remind you, anxiety, remind myself that there is a possibility that the presentation goes really well, that I enjoy myself, that I'm able to share something important and meaningful to those in attendance. And maybe they learn something. They learn something new. And I realize that presenting is something I enjoy doing. And I'm, I'm actually kind of good at it. And that this was a great day. A great day because of this great opportunity to give this presentation. To close, I see that there are sort of three different approaches to managing anxiety. 
First approach. Focus only on the negative possibilities and limit your life. Second approach. Live in the probabilities and move through life. But there is actually a third way of living. An incredible approach to living, which is focus on the positive possibilities and thrive in life. Possible versus probable. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.